Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the 90s Mixtapes. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello, Pat. It has been a while, hasn't it? <clears throat> yeah. When was our last episode that released? Um, I know it was for September, but when did it release? In October, I think, I want to say. I think so, too. So we have had, uh, we've had a couple of months, I will say. Um, like, like, in all honesty, it's been a, it's been a year. It's true. It's been the most insane year of my life, but the last few months in particular. Yeah, I mean... I've we, really crested. We've been apart for a few weeks. I was... A few weeks. We were apart for... Almost a month. Almost a month. We tried, um, I would say college tried, to <laughs> uh, get microphones set up to record, but uh, one of... trying, the, you mean I brought a microphone with me and then never used it. But also, one of the two of us has an issue with earphones. I won't say who. Um, The other one has an extensive collection of earphones, including but not limited to multiple different uh, wired and wireless ones. And I said I would use that. Thing is, people of the world, I have very sensitive ears. Like, they actually give me ear aches. It's pretty bad. And um, so I don't like to use them. But I would have. I said I would. Whatever. We didn't. I think the hard thing about doing a project with your spouse is that you live together and your lives become completely immersed because you're you're married, you're each other's family. So when things happen, it doesn't happen to one party, right? We're not like a partnership where we're meeting up once a week or twice a week to talk about podcasts and do research or then record. We literally like live the same life, you know, in a way. So when something, when things happen and things get messy, it's hard to, it, it's hard to get on board because we're both in it. You know what I mean? It's so it's, it's hard to power through that when. I like how you're like live processing that, that you're like, I just want to let everybody know. <laughs> like, this is why this is difficult. <laughs> it's like, Hey, okay. In case you didn't know. That's fair. Well, I'm just, I don't know. Having said that. We've had some family stuff and, uh. Had some family stuff. We took a trip to Massachusetts to get an Ink Master tattoo, which was awesome. That oh. was unexpected. Yeah, we've had some cool stuff too. We, Bye. yeah, I mean, we've we've probably traveled halfway across the country in the past, uh, in terms of miles driven, if not all the way across the country in the past two months. So we've yeah, we've been traveling. We've been up and, and down this eastern seaboard. Yeah, unfor- Ooh, unfortunately, tons of times. it has left us in a situation where. We've getting got dogs these... fighting all over our house. Yeah, but that was that on. was in the that was September twenty twenty three. Let's not Listen, let's not mix was, metaphors. That was part of it. It was all. It was all part so of we've it. been a little bit busy. However, we're hoping. Um, and I'm knocking on some wood. This in here. Oh my god, it's not real wood. <sighs> Jesus. Uh, this is, and and so I'm hoping that we can get a little bit back on track. So this is December. We have in our vault. We have at least one or two episodes that we did that we didn't really think were very good. We also have our secret, super secret Saved by the Bell episode. And we're going to vault some some, some October, November recordings that we did that hopefully we'll be able to get back again in the future. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to try maybe sprinkle, sprinkle some... Yeah, maybe Some October, November's throughout the, the, the upcoming year. But we kind of like, <clears throat> we talked about how it's probably more important to just 
just go right into December because that's where we are. And then it keeps it 30 years. And then, you know, so there's a weird... <laughs> this way we can launch <laughs> be a weird January. Blank fresh. spot. But yeah, because yeah. that way when we launch our new season in January... Because we see you out there listening. We know. We see you. And, and we know like, it's... Oh, it's... wow, we need to... We really need to do this. But um, and we yeah, know it's it been hasn't wrong. been forgotten and it hasn't been like... And we know every time we come on, we're like, we're going to go for it. But then things just keep fucking happening to us. So, and I don't know what to say. Like, so having said that, here's our roadmap for the next month and then into next year. I don't think we should do roadmap. I mean, do it, but I think this should be the last we're gonna, one. Because here's the thing about the roadmaps. You do a roadmap and then like shit happens and the roadmap doesn't happen. It's like false promises. It's like the Save by the Bell episode everyone is still waiting for. Well, it's hidden. <laughs> You it's it, go, it, it's like in Mario. You have zone. to know where the warp zone is. I mean, this is a 90s podcast. It's like in Mario. But having said that, here's our roadmap. Today, we're going to cover December music. We're also going to sprinkle in a little bit of December TV because there's a musical TV event that happened that we're both going to watch again to discuss later on. I know you already watched it. The uh, Nirvana Unplugged. Because oh. oh, we talked about that. I know. So we're going to talk about music. If at any point there is anything we need to drag for the next month from the prior months in... We might just touch on it. Like, for example, if there's, a, you know, a X-Files holiday episode or something along those lines that we're talking about, we will. We're not, again, we're going to keep those kind of hidden. But four weeks in the month, four episodes that we usually drop with our four categories. We're going to try to keep each category because, again, you know, sometimes we've doubled up in the past to catch up. We're not going to do that here. But there is a fifth Friday in this December, and that's going to be our year-end wrap. That's our goal. That's what we're working towards. Big sleepover party. Big time sleepover party. We're going to talk about some of our best tracks of the year, our favorite movies that we watched. No, we should like get drunk. We might even watch Demolition Man. Just saying, not saying. We might. We might drink some G&Ts. We might. It might be a super long episode. It might be a two-parter. Then we're going to launch in January. We're going to start our next season. Yeah, season three. Season three, for those who have been out there, but also just kind of, you know, season 94. We'll have a little teaser on that as well, and we'll get into the year in 94. Having said that, that's seven minutes now of us talking about where we've been, what we've done. We haven't talked. Well, we didn't. We were vague, but we're going to keep it vague. Family shit. We're going to talk about... Fun traveling. Dogs fighting. Boom. We're going to talk about now December 93 music. Jen? Yeah. How old were you? I'm still the same. You're not still the same. Ten-year-old. You, you had a birthday. I did have a birthday come through, but I'm still the same ten-year-old at so this na- point. Well, now you're a ten-year-old. I have zero purchasing power. Zero. So I'm not buying any of the albums. you any allowance? Oh, yo, our allowance? I don't know about you. Well, I mean, I do know about you because, I mean, <laughs> hashtag white girl shit. But White girl shit. I mean, I know that I, I know that you were a member of what, like BMG Music Group or something. Like, what was it that you got like all the CDs for oh, like no, a, a penny? Did, I did that once, and I was older. But yeah, I did that one time. Listen, I will say I wasn't even happy with the selection. I was like, oh, I guess I gotta. My parents' rules for allowance, which my dad's rule for allowance was no, and then my <laughs> mom's rule for allowance was half your age. A week. Yeah. So ten. At best, doing the three hours worth of work that she would require on a Saturday while she was listening to records, which I have that whole record collection, which is a side note, funny, funny thing, because now she's trying to get them back for me. And I'm like, listen, I kept them. They're mine. 
Um, <laughs> you just come over, ask her to do a chore, and exactly. give her a record exactly. for chore. No, I'm so she, I'm So kidding. she'd be like, if you're listening, I'm kidding. Here's the Windex, here's the this, here's the that, do whatever. And then she'd give us like five bucks, which, I mean, that's like literally a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos and renting or renting like a video game. So like that's as best as you got. So. Half your age. I mean, I feel your like age. your age is not bad, but half your age is pretty rough. But I don't know. It was the 90s. I still feel like a CD was I at least. I didn't really have an allowance. I, exactly. That, that's what I was going to say. Like, you didn't, you weren't really in the allowance world. Like, no. I was in the allowance world. So, I wasn't in the allowance world. I was in the, can I have 20 bucks, please? So, if you're talking about <laughs> saving, if I was going to save my allowance to get, let's say, a Sega Genesis, I feel like that was probably like 200 bucks, 250 bucks. It would take me years. Mm. Or a year. Could you do like extra plus. work to make more no. money? No. No. Not at this age. No. The five bucks was the five bucks. And like, did you have family that like gave you gifts? Because I remember my family, oh, yeah. like like monetary gifts when you were young. Um. So I feel like that wasn't a thing when we were like. I feel like people would just give you shit because and like gift cards weren't really like a thing either. They weren't really gift certificates. Thing. Remember a gift certificate where yes. you actually got like a ten dollar KB toys they gift felt certificate. So special. Yeah, I was like, don't lose that. But I feel like the different like rite of passage things of let's say a uh, catholic person on long island like it's like your communion people give me like bonds like here's like yeah. here's like a a, a a bond like here i got you a hundred dollar real bond. talk i found a bunch of those bonds when i was i don't know maybe like 15 years ago 16 years ago and they were worth like 800 dollars i nice. had like 800 dollars. i mean gone now but like i was like wow this is like not it wasn't that much, and it wound up being like $800. I have no idea where the, you know, I never saw those bonds. They just were bonds. <laughs> <laughs> they were given to me, my parents took them, and then they disappeared, and I have no idea where they went. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, you know, stuff like that. So it's just... The bonds, I don't remember. I feel like they were something you got when you were a baby. Maybe. You know, I don't remember getting them as a kid. I don't know. if I. I mean, I think I had maybe, like, there was, I have one uncle who would always give us money. For Christmas and everything. Um, but yeah, I guess for the most part, it, at this age, it was presents. Probably turning into money soon. Yeah, right? that's fair. That That's fair. Because, I mean, for me, it was, it was presents. It was just like, here's, you know. And, I mean, I'm in the sweet spot for purchasing. I had a whole bunch of old, like, Star Wars toys. Because I just had them from, like... Family members, like, just passed them down because they just didn't throw them out. So I had a whole bunch of those. And so, like, the big thing at this point was, like, Ninja Turtles. So my parents would give me, like, a Ninja Turtle. And they were, like, 5 bucks, 10 bucks. So I had a bunch of those. Had a bunch of, like, He-Man figures. Bunch of, like, so it was just easy. Like, here's just an action figure. And, like, nobody would ever know if you had doubles or anything. And it was really hard to find them. Like, because there was only so many places you can go. It wasn't like now where you're like, I want this specific figure. And I just click a button and Amazon delivers that figure. So, like, somebody went to KB Toys, which is, I don't even know if that was a national brand, but somebody went there, let's say, to get you a toy. And if they, whatever they had, like, the person's not going to make a second trip, generally. They're like, here you go. Or they would take you there and buy you something. Or, like, Nintendo games. And I feel like Nintendo was kind of on its way out at this point. Not Nintendo, like, going away, but Nintendo, like, the next stuff was coming. Super Nintendo and, like, Genesis. So, like, you can get Nintendo games for, like, fairly cheap. And they were like, you know. Not as great. So I feel like those are the things I got at, in, in this time. Again, talking about purchasing power, talking about CDs and records. I s- believe I had a Walkman. I do. At this point. 
I love my Walkman. That's still like my favorite thing. And also like, I think that that's the saddest thing that I lost. Well, that's a Discman. But I think that that's the saddest thing. The Panasonic. It's like making your own tape. I really feel like that was the thing. Now you just make a playlist. I just got my Spotify rap and I sent it to you. And I've listened to like 20 days worth of consecutive music. Uh, and we just got Big Dan's. And Big Dan just said that his number one artist was the Foo Fighters. Which, I mean, I'm sure you can guess the number one artist I listen to this did year. Did you see his number one podcast? I did. It's ours. Way to go, Big Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, be- out, Big Dan. I believe it was uh, the Airborne Toxic event, <laughs> which is shocking because I've been listening to them a lot this year. So. But here's the real question. Yeah. What were you listening to in December 1993? I could tell you in December of 1993. I was not listening to any of this stuff. I'll tell you that. I was listening <laughs> to none of this stuff. Unfortunately. None of it. I was listening to none of these, these, just wasn't listening to any of them. None of these albums that came out ended up being, um, shall we say... I don't think any were very popular. Yeah, top albums. None of them were top albums for the year. The couple that we listened to, we listened to the Ice Cube album. We listened to the Verve Pipe album. We listened to the Everclear album. And then we listened to the Wayne's World soundtrack. I also saw that was was released as well was the Schindler's List motion picture album, which probably makes sense because the movie came out. Oh. But that was like that all was musicals. That was John Williams, song. right? Yeah. It said it came out. I don't know exactly when, and it didn't come up on any charts. And I don't... So the movie came out in December, so that makes sense. Yeah, that the but album I also, came out like, then. I don't think the Schindler's List soundtrack has, like, popular music. It was, like... You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, it's no. It's not like but the bodyguard. These, these <laughs> are the albums. No, no, no. But I'm just saying these are the albums. It's, it's strange because I really feel like there was, it probably starts maybe a little bit now, but there was like a real, I feel like a real push of like movie scores. Because I feel like the Jurassic Park score and stuff, that was all like out there. Well, it was just I, John Williams being a boss. True. I mean, I know the Star Wars stuff got like CD releases. Like I remember, it was like, oh, again, all this stuff. You know yeah, I mean? no, no, it's I know. All, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure there's other ones like Far Scump. That wasn't John Williams. I don't think. <sighs> I actually had that. Yeah, had that that's that's what I mean. I feel like a lot of scores and a lot of those things. When did that movie come out? Ninety four. Ninety four. I think it's gonna be ninety four. We're gonna sit down and, and go through some of the stuff at the sleepover when we go through some of the stuff from ninety three, and we're gonna talk about some of the stuff that you know maybe get a little calendar together about what I'm we're gonna have to you do play for ninety four. We could do that again. That's fair. Making you play mash. I think I have a good idea for the sleepover. Okay. I think we should start our trivial pursuit game. We're gonna. That's, okay. that's part uh, of what um, I was gonna say at the end of this. Yeah. So Veer back. Ice Cube <laughs> and his album. <laughs> Listening to it now. I think it's it's pretty good. Like I didn't dislike it. No, it was good. I don't have too much. I don't really feel like... Um, Space in the genre. Like, it's just not something that I listen to a ton outside of now doing it for this, going back and listening to all this stuff. But I don't really... Like, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to drive down the street in my Prius listening to this album. <laughs> it's not really... I don't think it's for me, and I don't think it's for that car, and I don't think it's for that thing, uh, you know, for that vibe. But it was it was good. I think that's fair. I didn't dislike I it. that's fair. Uh, I was listening to it in the Prius, and I had to keep consistently lowering... The volume because I was afraid that I, I was going to get canceled on the road because it was pretty loud. But I don't think it works that way. I will say, even if you don't, like, if you don't 
really listen to hip hop, you listen to this and you know it's California. Like it, yep. it's so Cal. It just sounds like Cal. It's dark. Like, I feel like it was dark though. But would you say that dark. part I of mean, that? Would you say that part of that now is that like you're almost getting a crash course education just because of all these albums that are releasing and you're hearing like you know we heard a Tupac album, we heard a couple Ice Cube albums, we heard a Dr. Dre album. Like because you're hearing these albums now, yeah, maybe. And you're like, okay, this really sounds like this area, and yeah, then this maybe. really sounds because like, that's what I feel. I feel like I'm actually getting like a weird sort of. There was kind like a moment where I was like, oh, this education. almost sounds like oh, I don't, I don't even want to talk about. It. I feel like such a I mean, you could talk about girl, you know? how you felt now. I was going to say there was a moment I was like, oh, this almost sounds like kind of like Snoop Doggish, right? Like just the music in the background. Sure. See, I, I'm going to cut this. I sound like a white girl. I no, I mean, I, mean you, I am, but it's from the same area. And but I was like, oh, yeah, because it's it's that Cali, like hip 90s hip hop feel. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that that a lot of the, the beats and, and all the background is coming from the same kind of areas and same kind of people. I mean, yeah, N- yeah. NWA is where he came from. I know. So it's all kind of coming from that. Right. I mean, who like, I mean, Dr. Dre. Right. And Snoop Dogg. So yeah. it all kind of flows together. All the beats. And I everything thought it was good. Together, I mean, I think right? all, I thought it was a good album, but I also thought it was a good album. I don't really have. I don't have much more. I don't to say think there. that we are the people that should be talking about. No, you know, <laughs> and I don't think it was. Ice cube. It definitely, he definitely wasn't marketing it for me. Uh, no, no. He definitely wasn't trying to be like you know, ten year old uh, white kid in on Long Island. Like here you go. Yeah. Like buy this album. Wasn't what it was. <laughs> no. I listen to it now. I'm like it's pretty good, and I'm actually starting to get more of an appreciation on the back end now listening to this stuff of that music. And of that time and, yeah. and how like to understand, because you, again, you're talking, this is now 30 years later and Ice Cube is his own. The Ice Cube that I know now is a guy that's making a lot of family friendly movies and making money. The Ice Cube that I was first introduced to that's was Friday. Good. Yeah. Right. So yes, I knew him from too. Friday. Me too. Okay. Whenever that comes out. So I'm like, I knew him from Friday and then next Friday, but now he's late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, now... That's, that's what I think of, too. Yeah, I think of Friday. That's the Ice Cube that I know as well. Um, so hearing all this yeah. is pretty cool to be like, wow, you're really, like, you're putting out some albums. Like, people are really, you know, you're charting. It's pretty cool. Good job by you for being a multimillionaire and a great artist and <laughs> a versatile person <laughs> and actor. The other album we listened to, other couple ones we did, I mean, that's as far as I'm going to go. Listen to it. Formulate <laughs> your own opinions. Let us know. Uh so happy to get your approval right no i'm not talking about him i'm talking about people like oh, people okay. listen to the album no when you were like like i'm sure somewhere he's like yeah you know oh, i'm one God. of your listeners and i love this so much oh, i know God. you're listening oh my god we listen to a pop smear by the verb pipe completely different vibe can i tell you what i expected okay because i'm not the only thing i know about verb pipe is the freshman right okay that's it okay but i also like didn't have that song on my head, so I looked the name the Verve Pipe, and I don't know if it's the V's, it might be the V's. Or it's the album cover that is like neons. I was expecting more of like an eclectic, almost like Pixies type situation. Okay. And I felt like it had more of not that. Like, like, like a, like a pre-Creed type so rock. I, I, started, I It was not what I expected. 
now, you know, full disclosure, I feel like, you know. Do um, it. Disclose it. In another life. I'm, you know, if ever there was uh, a person, I feel like I re- something I relate to, something I wish that I could have done. It's like the movie Almost Famous. I'm like, I wish that somehow I could be like a Rolling Stone traveling person, you know, writing about music, which I feel like is just, a, you know, I don't know how anyone could even get into that in the digital age. Like we're talking about it right now. So anyone that's listening is stuck listening to me talk about music and what I like and what I don't like. So if I was listening to rock music and listening to it like at this time, like I did a deep dive on them or a little bit of a dive on them. So they were formed in 92 and the lead singer, Brian Vander Ark, he said that a lot of the things that he did were like the songs are some of it's based on real life and some of his characters that he created. So the most famous song that I know came off their album Villains, which is The Freshman, which is the song that we know, right? Mm -hmm. The Verve Pipe and The Verve, two different bands. Which I'm sure they probably would consistently. That's what's going on in my brain. So the brain. verb you is just, bittersweet, bittersweet it. symphony. You just pinned what I thought I was going to be hearing. So you're okay. thinking of hearing that, whereas mm-hmm. the freshman is like a really, I would say, like the words and the song and the experience that it's that it's the the. It's almost a one-off from their regular music. Okay. Is that is that fair to say? Yes and no because. When I went down to look, or when I went down the rabbit hole, the song, The Freshman, so they have, their their first EP is called I Suffered a Head Injury, which came out in 1992. There's a like a hidden somewhere 10 track EP that I couldn't really find because on Spotify, they only have seven songs. But on the 10 track EP that was released, which you can't buy, like I can't, I'm sure you could find it somewhere. The Freshman is released as an acoustic version on that 1992 EP. So that's like one of the first things that they like put out, songs that they had and they put out. They then released it a few years later oh, wow. when they re-recorded it. So it's an acoustic version on that. That specific song, which is a song that everybody kind of knows, is about, partly biographical about like him hooking up with a girl, then the girl hooks up with his friend, then the girl hooks up with him again, then she does get pregnant, does have an abortion, then he made up that she committed suicide. So that song right. is extremely like dark, kind of based in reality, because right. some of it is but real. But at least the worst part is not real. Right. So and but that came actually in '92. So the band you could tell by hearing there's it's very like reminds me of um it reminds me of a a cross between like the Counting Crows and uh, I'm trying to. Th- I don't really want to... I'm trying to think. Like, Ben Folds almost? Like, kind of like that weird, like... That a, song, right? Like, Brick? Like, kind I mean, of... Yeah, it reminds me of Brick. But you mean that song, right? Not their music in general? Or do you their mean- music in general definitely has a lot of... So, they're from Michigan, and but they do have a lot of... It sounds like grungy type, like, garagey type, which is all that's out in, you know, out in Seattle area, that that's really... That sound is forming. So, they do seem to have some of that sound, but the, the, the lyrics... And when you're listening to the songs and stuff like that, reminds me of that. It reminds me of like a lyricist, like really. And then especially when the freshman comes out. And I only reference the freshman here. It's not on this album. I mean, I enjoyed the album. I, again, going back and being able to listen to all these things for free is really cool. It is. Because yeah. you can listen to Pop Smear and be like, wow, I've never heard that album. Never would have heard that album. The mm-hmm. first thing I ever heard from them was the song The Freshman. And they still play it now. You could still kind of hear it on some sort of alternative radio 
it's out there. I've oh, heard yeah. it recently. But when you hear like that's in the Geist. That specific song doesn't have a ton of like backing to it, like in terms of music like musical accompaniment. And then that makes sense when you understand that it was actually like originally acoustic. Yeah. So that's kind of my deep dive on the verb bite. Um, it's not the Verve, Bittersweet Symphony, which is like a graduation song, which people were like, yo, the graduation songs around when we were graduating was like Green Day, Time of Your Life, and like that. Bittersweet yeah. Symphony, dun, 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 But that's the Verve, not the Verve pipe. Don't get them confused. Two different bands. Your mind is blown. Boom. Blown. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. Villains, their second studio album is where they actually took that from the EP, put it on there. This is a pretty pretty decent first outing. I enjoyed it. I Yeah, I was listening to it and I'm like, ah, I don't think it's bad. I just didn't feel like, I'm like, I don't really need this album in my life, but I was listening to it thinking that you probably really liked it. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like the music yeah. that I like. And again, it's more about, about at this point now, especially that sound and the sounds are more about relating to a, a version of myself that was alive then, right? Mm-hmm. So you're really able to kind of slip in to that, like, moment more than some of the newer stuff. When I hear a lot of, like, rock stuff now, I gravitate more towards the older demographic, let's say, like, 30 and older in terms of rock, because I'm, I, they're speaking more to maybe me and my experience now. So when I hear this, I'm like, okay, I can relate to how, you know, and where the roots of this music came from. You Are know? you gonna start listening to country? No, oh. but like, but like, I listen to like, uh, like Machine Gun Kelly or something, right? So I'm listening to his music, and I'm like, okay, like I like this, but like, you can't relate to it. And like Post Malone too, I've listened to a lot of that. I've listened to Noah Khan, who's actually gonna be on Saturday Night Live this weekend, which has nothing to do with me. Um, but I've listened to him too. So I've listened to some of these different artists and I'm like, I really enjoy their music. I can't imagine myself being, first of all, they're all playing like larger venues, but I'm like, I can't imagine myself being like there at a large venue watching them play. Cause I just can't, I, I don't, the music's not really about my experience. Whereas like a couple years ago we saw Dropkick Murphys and I'm like, this is fine. Like, yeah, like I can be here. Like I, I, you know these songs and stuff like this is like i feel like it's more of a safe space does that make sense like we're going to agree we're going to see green day and foo fighters this year which are like the two biggest it's kind of a different it's not green day and stuff started all now and you've been seeing them since now and i've been seeing the foo fighters since probably like oh six oh seven but i've been buying their bands since yeah i've been buying their albums since they came out i've had all their albums since their original album so it's one of those things that's just a band you've been following. So I understand there's a lot of younger people, but again, the music and the experience that the artists are singing about is almost, it almost feels kind of shared. And so when I listen to some of this, I'm like, yeah, like I hear the sound and understand the words and tone and everything, the lyrics. I mean, that's me when I listen to stuff. Again, going back to Ice Cube, that would be why I would say um, a little difficult to relate to that experience. Right, right. So, I don't know. How, how else did you feel about it? Anything? Bring you any other joy? Bring you any thoughts? Or you're yeah, just kind of like... I mean, eh. it was just kind of there. I, I didn't think it was bad, but, like, it reminded me of, like, just kind of like a Creed-type rock band. I didn't even really get grunge from it too much, which I know it probably was, but... You can hear some of it. It's not, a like, bit. a lot. It's but, fine. But I, but I think that's just a lot of the chord progression. But that wasn't what... I think a lot of this stuff is, like, listening to this music brings you back and makes you feel nostalgic. 
Um, and these albums in particular were not, except for Wayne's World 2. Like, I really didn't hear any of these specific tracks. So I didn't really get any of that with this music. And I really liked, um, in the 90s, I was really into, like, pop punk and, like, really heavy stuff. So this kind of wouldn't have been something I would have listened to. So it didn't give me the nostalgic feels. Did you and like... there are things that I'll listen to that I'm like, oh man, I wouldn't have listened to it, but I love it now. And this was just kind of... Did you like Everclear? I did like Everclear. That's what I was going to say. I wasn't a huge Everclear yeah. fan. And that's more that California uh-huh. rock. Because I'm not a huge... I mean, we've talked about it. You and I have talked about it for years. Like, I'm not a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Like, it's... Yeah. I, I feel like there's different camps. I feel like you can... Be the person that takes it all and says, these are all the things that I like. And like, that's fine. Yeah. Or you can be genuine and be like, you know, I really just wasn't into that kind of sound. Yeah. And, that's, and that's just not something that I was into. Um, and I feel like Everclear as a, they have, as a band, very specific sound. Also very lyrically open and honest, very mm-hmm. poetic about their experience and his experience and his life. I would say the biggest song they probably have is like, what, like Father of Mine, right? I think so. That's what I, I mean, this, so this album is the same, right? There's no bangers on it. There's nothing that you really know unless you are ever clear. Like, I didn't know any of these songs, so right. like, but I enjoyed listening to it. I enjoyed it too. I mean, I, again, I took a same, it's this evolution of their sound that's going to end up getting to where they are part of the bands that I'm seeing in my head on a summer... Yeah. I would say summer, it's 11.30 at night on MTV when they would play the videos and you would see those videos. And I remember the lead singer, I think, had the the bleach blonde hair he did. at one point for yeah. one of the videos. And that's just kind of where it that's all That's what I think of, too, is goes. the, the Yeah, blonde. I think it was the Father of Mine video. I think it was on TRL, you know, Total Request Live. Yeah. And I think that's just what it was. And it just goes back to such a simpler time for music where... You know, there was an actual outlet for, well, I wouldn't say simpler because I would say that that was more like the record executives probably were able to just blast this stuff and heavily produce these videos, put these out there and then get them out to the people so that you can be like, these are the things that you should be listening to and the things you should be buying, right? I feel like these guys also have a Everclear. Also, I associate them with No Doubt too. Same kind of The same California poppy. Same vibe. Same thing. Um it's, it's really interesting to go back and listen to all these things, especially the albums as they're all starting, because you can hear the different influences from where the different bands kind of are being formed and what they're doing. I uh, Going back and listening to it from that lens, I, I did enjoy it. Again, to, to go back to the idea, like, what would you, if you could do anything, like, just talking about all these things and going back and listening as, like, a from a historical perspective is really cool. And having access to a lot of it is really cool. And being able to listen to all this stuff relatively cheap, pretty cool. Talk to you guys about it. Engage with you guys about it. It's awesome. You know, yeah. kind of how you feel. Especially if you're younger people that, let's say you're 10, 15 years, you know, you're you're in your 20s, you're in your early 30s, and you're experiencing and hearing these things for the first time. You do have access to all the discography of these artists to listen to all of this and that progression. And if you compare it to some of the other things that come out at the same time, you could really hear a lot of the influences and where kind of people are going to grow. And it's really cool. And I really enjoy it. So... The other, the other album we had is the quintessential <laughs> end of the year music album. It is a soundtrack compilation for Wayne's World 2, which will also be part of our discussion for movies. We're going to talk about the 
dreaded Insta sequel, which I say that because this is a huge trend for the 90s that then blossoms into this, shall we say, interconnected Marvel universe later in the you know mid 2010s and on. But it's basically the idea that if something worked, we need to just flood the zone with it again. So the Wayne's World, the, the thing that made Wayne's World cool is that Wayne and Garth, SNL characters, were not cool, right? They were, you saw them on public access TV, which back in the day was something you would definitely see at midnight if you were an insomniac or you were whatever and you're switching the channels. Like, here's these guys on channel, you know, for us, I, I'm doing this in my head, but there was a dial. And on channel three was literally like the local public access that people would be on, right? So these guys are just there having a party in their basement, right? And so you're watching and you're like, oh, that's cool. These guys are doing whatever. And they're listening to 70s, 80s metal and and music. But that music is not, that's, everything's going away from that. So when you hear this soundtrack, it's this ultimate compilation of like the songs that were just kind of commercial, like what the 90s are rebelling against, right? What grunge music is rebelling against, what punk music is rebelling against this 80s excess, Mm -hmm. right? This Alice Cooper, this, you know, um, churning of the old 70s, like with Jimi Hendrix and all that kind of stuff. It's it's rebelling against that. That's That's what 90s music is about. They're not playing hip hop. They're not playing grunge. Like this is where they are. They're playing these melodic 80s songs. So it's enjoyable in a sense that if you're probably 25 at this point, 30, at this point, I'm talking about in 93, you're able to get this compilation of songs you probably liked all in one area, right? Yeah. Like, who else is listening to that? Because I think about it and go, like, Bohemian Rhapsody, that's, like, what my parents listened to back then. That wasn't, like, what I listened to, right? You know what's weird? What's that? Isn't Bohemian Rhapsody from the first Wayne's World? Yeah. But it's on this soundtrack. They probably put it on both. I mean, it's great. They probably open this. They're probably at some point in Wayne's World 2, they're playing it. So that's why they're doing it. That song, uh, Why You Want to Break My Heart, has been in my head since we listened, since I listened to the soundtrack. That song is ago. always in my head. It's from Tia Carrera singing it, too, yes, which is funny. It's just on loop now. Yep. Just the chorus part. Ooh, which, by the way, by the way. Did you hear that if there's something, a song stuck in your head, you should listen to it and it stops? Because I heard that and I, I've tried it and it doesn't work. I was going to be like, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. That doesn't work Also, you said something interesting. Mm-hmm. You were talking about how Wayne and Garth are not cool. And they're not. They're doing public access from the mom's basement or whatever, right? Like, they're not. But when you were younger, didn't you kind of think they were? Like, I think about this sometimes, and I'm like, if someone was a little bit older than me, and I think this is specifically for boys, because, like, I I don't know, if boys were a little bit older, and maybe this is just because I'm a girl, right? It doesn't matter what kind of nerdy-ass shit they're doing, if they're trying to be quote-unquote cool, like, I bought it. I was like, oh, you're cool. You're two years older than me, four years, five years older than me, wearing a leather jacket. You literally are the biggest dork in the world, but because I'm younger, I'm looking at you like you're cool. The, the easiest and and simultaneously hardest 
thing to explain to someone. If someone had to say in one word, go back and tell me what it is. Like, what is the advice you give to your younger self? Right? One word. Confidence. Just be more confident in whatever you want to do. Especially with the time that we have now to see where the universe does go. There's a lot of bullying and things that go on in the 90s, 80s, 70s, etc. So you want to conform so that you don't have to deal with that. By the time you get to now, there it's not like there isn't that stuff. It's in a different space. But there is a community that you can find of like-minded people of whatever you want to do. So these guys were confident in what they were doing. They were confident in being these like rock stars. Like they're going to, you know, in Wayne's World 2, they're going to set out to take out the world and create Waynestock instead of Woodstock, right? So it's just that comp, that irrational confidence that these guys have to be like, we're cool and right. we're cool in our little town well, no, and gonna we're going to advertise to our little town. i honest with you. If I was their age or older, I'd be like, well, these guys are not cool. A hundred percent. the fact that like, like I got that it was an SNL skit and I got that they're, that it was silly goose business going mm-hmm. on, but I was like, they're cool, right? They have a TV show. We're kids. They have mullets. They have, you know. The thing is we're kids. They're rock stars. And I think, like, I think the whole point of what, who they're supposed to be is they're supposed to be you know, they were 14 in 1980 and now they're 24 and they just can't grow out of whatever that was. So that's the joke that you're in on, but they are cool because they're saying funny catchphrases and doing funny things that are making you be like, they're cool and they're being inhabited by comedic people. So you're you're fine. Like you find the humor in it, but you're laughing. I feel like in both of these, you're laughing, not necessarily at them, but with them about what's going on, but you're supposed to like in real life those people you left at them yeah. and so that's the difference is like the confidence they have and since they are fictional characters yeah, they're almost, able to transcend that you it's know? almost like touching on that like bully mentality exactly. that happened back then where you could laugh at people and did laugh at people where now that's really not but i feel like garth if i remember correctly on the first one not to interrupt but i feel like he like works at a record store and i feel like wayne works at like the music store like so, like their job like you know what their jobs are and their jobs are almost relics now of, like, yeah. what they could be doing. So you kind of know who those people are because there's a lot more of them, right? Like, I always thought when I was growing up, when I was 14, 15, y'all, it would be so cool to, like, literally, th- I literally was like, it would be so cool to work at, like, Best Buy or work at, like, FYE. That would be the coolest thing to do, right? Because I'm going to work at this store, be surrounded by all this music and movies and stuff. Such a cool job. Yeah. And now you're like, No. You know, like, I mean, I worked at a video store, you worked at a video store, and we were like, that's, I was always like, this is going to be so cool, because you get access to movies, and it was pretty cool for what it was. Oh, it was pretty cool getting those movies before they came out. 100%. But you, I got five rentals. Oh, I remember getting getting all the Lord of the Rings movies, and they came out on DVD in college, getting them beforehand, and, so you cool. know, paying that extra money, and having them, and be like, yo. And there was perks to it, and it was cool, but, like, did everybody else think you were cool? No. 100%. Nobody so it was within your Especially own little Especially you sphere. were a teenager doing that. How was it? early 20s so was right? i yeah, yeah. oh i thought you were I was like 18 19 20 yeah, yeah. like when well, i was 18, in college 19 is a teenager yeah sure but mm-hmm. i mean like two 22 years, is second not. year of college third year of college a little bit yeah i mean i would have kept the job if the place stuck around or if they would have kept me but they were like nah we're good with you you're trash and i was like that's fair because they kept people that were 24 25 26 that were still showing up to work still living half at home that didn't go to college or went to college in the town no 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 it's okay I'm not making fun of you. I'm saying this is what that job was. So that that's who Did Wayne eventually is. eventually go back. But that's who Wayne is. I have a degree. Point is, that's who Wayne is. Right? And that's who Garth is. They're like lifers at these jobs. That you knew who they were back then. 
And now those people, you know, you're talking almost 20 years later from that and 30 years later from their experience. Are we Wayne and Garth right now doing this podcast in this closet? Fair. I mean, it just all, it just all became clear to me. It just all snapped into place. I'm like, shit. Maybe. But also, we're not. That really sucks though, because I would be Garth. Like, let's just be honest. That. I mean, would you be Garth, though? I, I don't know. You're not Garth. It's fair. I'm a lot more girthy than you. That's fair. But, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say we were Wayne and Garth, unless that's the epiphany we have at Minute 40 of our music episode. Um, what was your favorite song on this uh, soundtrack? Uh, Alice Cooper, Frankenstein. Because when they just, like, lose their mind <laughs> at Alice Cooper, and I'm like, I didn't know who Alice Cooper was in the first one, let alone in this one. So it's still, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper's awesome. And you're like, he's cool. And he's really awesome. And you're like, that's just not somebody that I, I knew. What was your favorite album? Uh, favorite song? Um, It's a tie between Bohemian Rhapsody and Foxy Lady. Fair. Because I did really like Jimi Hendrix. It's fair. Really liked Jimi Hendrix. My goal was to play guitar as good as Jimi Hendrix, and that goal lasted until I started to learn how to play guitar, and I realized it was really hard. Yeah, playing guitar is very hard. Um, it's harder than bass, which I can play. So I was like, I could do this. Um, okay. Nirvana, unplugged. So this comes out. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to preface this for one second. So we're, this is going to tie in mm-hmm. to next week, TV. We're going to talk from the musical side here because it's Well, we both. don't really have to talk too much about it because I don't. I didn't even check to see the TV things for December, but I'm sure there's some. We could touch on it. But it also doesn't, the album doesn't come out until I think November 94. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely going to talk about it again. But I watched it. I didn't listen to it. I actually watched it while I was working, so I wasn't paying complete attention. Um, glad I did, though. It's been a while, really long time since I've watched Nirvana Unplugged, probably since the 90s. But I would say, if you were a kid of the 90s, one of the first memories that I have, and this is, it's ingrained, one of like my ingrained memories. I own that album in at least four different formats. Currently have it, probably going to play it today while I'm working on vinyl, on the vinyl re-release. I had it on CD. I had it on tape. Okay. I had you purchased had it, it each time. Yes. Because for me, the thing is I yeah. had, I had the bootleg shit um, in terms of like uh, my ability to afford things. So I had less. So I always got the third generation thing. So if my mom had a Walkman, let's say, then like I got it like passed down. So even I got, then I liked that format, got a new Walkman. I bought the tape. Yeah. Like the used tape. Because tapes would be 10 bucks and CDs would be 17. So you could get like a new tape. Because they were doing, that's, that was a big thing in the 90s is that, um, for those that don't know, technology was constantly evolving, but was on like a 10 year lapse. So, like, CDs, I think, came out in, like, the 80s or mid to early 80s. But then it took a long time for people to adapt. So, even up until, up until like, because I've seen some some shit. Like, I've seen tapes of stuff in the early 2000s. Like, tapes even. Like, DVD players started, let's say, in, like, 95 because there was Laserdiscs and then DVD players. Well, we're going into Laserdiscs. Hold on. I'm just saying because then, like, Could tapes you- kept going for a while. Like, cassette tapes were in cars and they were there for a while. My first car, first couple cars. They had the cassette. I had the cassette tape that ran to the 
The t- yeah, I did too. To, to the CD player. To the CD player. Yeah, and you right? popped it. Yeah. To your disc man. So My I had this on tape. I remember listening to this on tape in like 95. I had this on tape. Okay. Because you started to lose me here. You're going no, off on the laser discs. I'm, I'm going... bringing it back. This is one of the, mo- the most iconic things and was played so much because Kurt Cobain is going to pass away in 94. It's played so much. This thing got so much airtime, mm-hmm. so much play. This is like, they were the biggest thing and this was some of the biggest stuff they would play. On all media and everything, especially when he passed, like him and it being wheeled out in that cart with that sweater, like I could still see it all. But he's hear on, it all. he's on like an office chair. Yeah, yeah, but he's getting like pushed out, like he's like pushed out on it. He's not just like or right, he wheels right, himself, right. whatever. But with his like green sweater, yeah. It was like my first introduction just, to, to Nirvana. Chain smoking cigarettes. I feel like I saw it somewhere around like Christmas. Like my older cousins were playing it in the background on like MTV. Like mm-hmm. that's when I feel like I saw it. Your VH1. And it's just like one of those. MTV. It was MTV. It was, but then they might have replayed it on like VH1 or something. I don't know. I just. I don't think back then. I don't know, but. They might have. Whatever. I'm just saying. I know I saw it and I was like, wow. And it was, it is haunting. Yeah. This is one of the most haunting musical performances. That's the word that I give it. Haunting. Yeah. And amazing. It's and cool still now. Watching it still holds it because you see the banter in between the songs. Mm-hmm. Um it is haunting. Apparently, MTV was pissed because they only play, like, one or two hits. I think only only really one. They play Come As You Are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they play, like, six covers. Sunbeam is, like, ugh, every time I hear that, that song, which is, like, Jesus, oh, yeah, don't yeah. want me for a sunbeam. It's, like, I, I, or don't expect me. Whatever, whatever the song's really called. Unbelievable. Just the whole thing. It's the just, Where Did You Sleep Last Night, like, in, yep. Into the Pines cover is, ooh. And just the whole thing. I mean, we'll get into this album multiple times, but I just want to bring it up here, especially at the tail end of this, because I do want to talk about it on TV and about, you know, kind of your experience with it as well. Yeah. But that's kind of, that's how I felt. I'm going to rewatch it, too. I'm going to listen to the, like know, said, listen to the album today. It's funny. I liked it. I had the album. I had the CD. But I didn't like this album as much as their other stuff at the time because i really liked hard music like as a teenager i was so angsty i wanted to be punched in the face by music and just and this was probably too laid back and raw for me now i absolutely love it it's absolutely amazing see which i I don't even need to say it but i had the album i listened to it i have very clear memories of watching it at my friend's house or i used to like basically live at see i didn't understand that the screaming music and those things that i heard i didn't understand the artistry of it mm-hmm. until i heard this yeah that, that, that and i didn't sense. understand the compositions i didn't understand anything so like i'm a young kid like i played piano and stuff so like i knew some stuff about music and about how like you know you're playing one part right of a song which I think is, you know, anyone that maybe took piano lessons, you know, you hear like that, that, you know, like I remember playing the Star Wars song, like the main thing from John Williams. And then you hear it and you're like this whole, everybody's playing different parts and you really can get the idea of what musical composition is. When, yeah, you, like, when you hear the melody like, and you can play the melody and you understand yeah. that everybody's bringing these things together. When you hear this unplugged and you see it and it really just brings to you the idea like music is really art and the stage presence 
and putting it all together is art. This whole thing is art in a way yeah. that, like, my parents didn't let me listen to Nirvana because they didn't. Really? No. Because, like, again, you I mean, you know my parents at this point, but their idea of what you should or shouldn't listen to, right, or what you should or shouldn't do is extremely jaded because this, the stuff they're listening to, it still has bad undertones it's when you're listening funny. to the... I wonder if that's why, because my parents didn't listen to... Your parents listened to... Well, your mom listened to cool stuff. Rolling Stones. Your right. mom listens to cool shit. My parents listened to, like, country and oldies and doo-wop and stuff, and I was allowed to basically listen to whatever I wanted, and I wonder if that's because my parents were a little bit more removed from what was going on in the world. You know what I mean? It's possible. It didn't affect... I mean, I feel like I appreciate that. I'd like to think that if I had a kid that wasn't an absolute crazy person, I would allow them that too because I feel like it really helped me as a teenager like listen to some stuff but I don't know I don't there was an old it used to be an old uh I think it was like maybe some music video and I'm forgetting who it was and I know you know one of it was part of it I know some of it in my head could be the Will Smith video parents just don't understand but it was something where parents are like oh don't listen it may have been beastie it was beastie boys I think and it was, uh, I think, fight for your right to party. My parents are like, oh, like, don't listen the, to this. Yeah, like they're, they're making like fun the of the parents. apartment and they're having the party. Yeah, but it's just like the parents, like, don't listen to this and blah, blah, blah. It's like my parents, like, didn't really take that stance, but they, they didn't want to hear it. So you had to wear headphones. Why I'm always wearing headphones when I listen to music because gotcha. it was like you listen to your own stuff. But just hearing this and then going back and listening to the music and then obviously what happens later on in 94 with Kurt Cobain, it just all of it together when you see this moment in time and you're like, man. Like, this was just, like, the pinnacle of both, like, them doing it commercially to put it out there, which is not what they were for, but also just yeah. the raw stripped down, this is the music. There was two unplugs that I remember vividly, this one and Eric Clapton. Yeah. Right? Those were the well, two this is, that Well, I feel like me. this is the one. Like, yeah. obviously, there's Stone Temple Pilots as Eric Clapton. There's a lot of unplugs. Apparently, there's a Mar- Mariah Carey. I didn't oh, there's a, whole, there's a ton. But this is, I think, the... This is the one. The one. Um, and and it really spoke to me, and I yeah. can't wait to listen to it. I'm going to listen to the whole album t- again today. And it just spoke to me in a way that was like, man, this is just art. This yeah. is not, like, I could I could play this for my parents. They would like this. Yeah, same. And then they would be like, let me hear this. And then you go and play. The real song. In utero. And they're like, I don't want to listen to this. Yeah. What is this? What is this screaming? I what think is this it was yelling? cool because they specifically played a lot of songs from, like, their first couple of albums. Mm-hmm. From, like, Bleach and stuff. And then they played a lot of covers. And I like that they're just kind of like, fuck you, MTV. We're going to do what yep. we want. But there is a point in the performance where someone yells, like, he's taking um, requests. Mm-hmm. And someone's like, play Rape Me, you know. I don't know if I can even say that. Is that okay to say? Yes, I don't you can say it. It's the name of the song. And he's like, I don't think MTV is going to let me do that. So he did acknowledge that he wasn't. Because I, I'm like, I don't think that's on here. And it's not. But, um, Yeah. You know, it's, like, weird because well, we talk about this stuff. We also talk about, like, our experiences when we were younger. And I think we're going to get into weird territory now because 92 and 93 were both kind of, like, kid kids. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm turning... I just turned 12 and you're 10 mm-hmm. at this time. So, I'm going to start getting into more stuff that, like, you probably weren't into yet. But the movies, I'm telling you, I'm really going to be like, I remember seeing this movie where I saw yeah. it who I saw it with. I'm gonna but get I just to mean at the that. time because, I mean, all the stuff, like, we loved when we were a little older. So, it doesn't really matter. Where I'm going to be like, oh, I remember when this thing came out, which hasn't really happened yet. This is all stuff that I liked when I was a little bit older. 
you know, but now that I'm 12, because I do remember when Kurt Cobain died, I specifically remember being devastated. Like, yeah. I remember that day. I remember my dad telling me. I remember where I was when he told me. It was like the night of a concert or something at school late. And I, I cat home late. And I remember being like, I remember going to school the next day. And this girl that had a locker next to mine, Amy, we were like, you know, kind of like school buddies. I, and she was a big Nirvana. And I remember being like, oh, my God. And I just remember the weight of that. And like, lo- st- I just started to love Nirvana, like just at that time. And then that happened. And it just, that was the first like celebrity death that really affected me. Well, and you know. I was going to say, like, I feel like, you know, not to squash that, but I feel like this moment is the moment that births the last of the, shall I say, OG Nirvana fans where then you discover it. Because this is when you really could see it. It was on. They had Smells Like Teen Spirit. Like, they had the videos that were on TV. But this was it where you're like, wow. They were the biggest band in the world at the time. They were I know. so big, you know. But it was really like really, really mainstream because you're like, it's not yeah. just this music that you don't. Because I feel like the biggest thing in the 90s, especially like even talking about Ice Cube earlier, is like if you listen to something and you don't like it, like you don't like the genre, you're not going to spend your money on it. And so there's a group, there's insulated groups of people that are going to spend their money on this music. No matter who they are, like I like hip hop, I'm gonna spend money on hip hop. I'm not gonna spend necessarily money on rock. And this was that band that, like, if you didn't like this sound, this grunge sound, if you didn't like it, you weren't gonna spend your money. And this was the moment where you're like, it's not just that. Like this band, it's is, not just that. Yeah, like I'm gonna buy Teen Smells Like Teen Spirit because I want Come As You Are. Exactly. I want, like I want. It's not just that yeah. moment. It, this unplugged moment is really like it, it wow. There's mel- past there's, people that were living that grungy lifestyle. This, yeah. Like, not like say grungy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Living the alternative. Like it goes beyond that. Um, it's beautifully arranged music, and you're hearing it, and you're like, wow. Yeah, but you should so really watch it. Haunting. It is. I'm um, gonna. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna listen to it because I have the record and I have work to do today, obviously, but. I'm also going to, uh, you know, I'm also going to watch it before we do our TV discussion because I feel like that's, it's important. And I'm glad that we were able to kind of, you know, shoehorn this in at the end and maybe give it a little bit more meat on the bone and, and segue. Yeah. And, and we'll try with these next couple at least to, to get a through line to keep you coming so that we got something to build off of for our next episode. Like I said, our next episode, we're going to do a TV roundup for December if we Bleed into anything we didn't talk about for October, November, we're gonna. We're still promised some deep dives down the line, but we're so glad you guys um, are enjoying this. Yes. We see the numbers keep growing, which is amazing. Shout out our man, Big Dan, who sent us a text message showing that he <laughs> listened to a lot of us on Spotify. Um, we're gonna get him on here when he hears this. Hopefully, then he'll text us, but we're gonna get him on here. <laughs> it's funny because he texted us as we we're recording this. Yeah, the Spotify thing as we're recording. Um, and I'm gonna actually try and get it out the day we record it so it's all things happening at once so yeah so then he can hear this and be like yeah. shout out you're gonna have to get some headphones and get on and, and we'll help him get on and record it but anything but, else you want to yeah. add jen um no no i will try and there was some more stuff i wanted to talk about with the unplugged but i will save it for the tv episode Yep, and we'll save it for the discussion of maybe yeah, and on uh, we're not going to do trivia because we only have like two no. cards left or maybe a few. We're going to save that for the sleepover. Sleepover. We're starting our Trivial Pursuit game. Mm-hmm. That's happening. It's here. We have it. We've had it for a while. And uh, we're going to kick off 1994. In style. With a little bit of uh, nerdy Trivial Pursuit. So, yes, it's good to be back. I'm happy to be back in this closet. I uh, 
I hope we could have some normalcy so we could just come into this closet. And if not, we're going to figure out a way to get in the closet, get the episodes in the can, get and get the them out Get in the closet. That's it. Jen, it was a pleasure coming back, doing yeah. some business with you. I'm excited about the additional conversations we're going to have about Nirvana. Uh, about the movies and some sequels. I'm excited about some holiday conversations coming up. The potpourri is going to be something. Again, uh, the this holiday is, potpourri. This is my time. This is the first day of the best month of the whole But guys, year. enjoy it. Listen to it today. Listen to it tomorrow. Listen to it whenever. Enjoy it. Um, we are so appreciative of all of our listeners. Give us some feedback. Hit us up at BeckyLeftTheChat at gmail.com. We are old. Send us a snail mail. That's yeah. the way to do it. Send it. Send us a snail email. A snail mail is not an email, though. But yes. Um, at BLC Pod on Twitter, which I don't use, X that I don't post on, but we're going to get a new <laughs> handle, a new posting for BLC Mixtapes on Instagram. Um, yeah, 1994, 2024, we're going to hit the, the social media. But yeah, anyway, thank you for listening. We love you all, and um, to all a good night.